And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Genesis 19.1 Dear Heavenly Father, Today I am making the conscious decision to not allow fear to be the driving force behind my decisions. I will not take matters into my own hands to preserve my promised destiny. Instead, I will choose to trust in your process and timeline to bring all that you've promised into fruition. Lord, when I find myself in the cave of confusion, I will reflect on your faithfulness and consistency throughout my life. I confess that I will not make the same mistakes as Lot and his daughters by allowing the sinful nature of this world to corrupt my mind and derail my relationship with you, God. I declare that I am the righteousness of God, unmovable and unshakable. My mind is clear. My heart is aligned. And my feet are standing on the solid rock of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Lot and his daughters. Previously, we had learned about God's judgment on the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. The darkness that plagued their hearts bled into the city like a river. Their wickedness knew no limits, and God decided to destroy them. He showed mercy on Lot and his family, yet Lot's wife and son-in-laws were destroyed. Now we peer into the sickness of Lot's family, and although Sodom and Gomorrah had been destroyed, it still left its mark on Lot's bloodline. Inspired by the book of Genesis. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. Today, we're going to see what happens to Lot and his daughters in the aftermath of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. God in his mercy had spared Lot and his family. But as you'll recall from our previous passage, Lot's wife was unable to pull her eyes away from the evil of Sodom and was turned into a pillar of salt. Lot and his daughters now have a chance for a brand new start. But as we'll see, the sin of Sodom and the darkness that's all around them will have a profound effect on their future. The opening scene is one that few among us can imagine. Burning cities consumed by God's wrath are raining down ash and heat all over the region as Lot escapes with his daughters. It must have been, of course it was, terrifying traumatic. And out of this terror and trauma will arise a story of deceit, carelessness, and corruption of God's design for families. As you listen, 
Notice what motivates the actions of each person in the story. Notice how Lot, though he is not the primary bad actor in this account, is not without fault. The passage is one that will rightfully make us very uncomfortable with its theme. So get ready. But don't allow the shocking nature of the story to keep you from seeing the lesson that is in it, a lesson about what fear and a lack of watchfulness can lead to in our own lives. Now, let's listen in to the reading of today's passage. Darkness covered the skies, and ash fell like snow across the surrounding land of Zohar. Faint screams could be heard from the distance, and fire illuminated the horizon like a sunset. Lot had fled to the mountains above Zoar with his two daughters. There they found refuge in a cave and hid away until they believed it safe to return. Exhaustion and hysteria marked their lives for days, and the minds of Lot and his daughters began to wander into darkness. In madness, the three of them dwelt, and fear began to be the driving force of all their decisions. One day, while Lot was away from the cave, the older daughter said to the younger daughter, We have lost everything, and our father is old. There is no man here to give us children, and we are missing out on the customs of the whole earth. Her voice slithered with delirium as she spoke. Let's get our father drunk and sleep with him so that we can preserve our family line. So that night they filled their father. The three of them laughed as the night drug on, and Lot drank more and more, drowning his sorrows and losses with more wine. The daughters tactfully drew Lot into a crapulous state, and he was unable to discern reality from his drunken nightmares. The older daughter drew him in close, and in their cave of deception, the two slept together. Lot, completely unaware of what he was doing, yet responsible for where he was, had sex with his daughter. Lot awoke the next morning ignorant of what had taken place. His daughter had left in the night. The following evening, as the sun set and Lot's inhibitions waned, he drank again with his daughters and slept with the younger daughter. Though he may not have been totally aware of what had happened, it was him who had allowed the heart of Sodom to creep into his daughters. It was him who showed cowardice in the face of adversity. In the pit of darkness and paranoia, two sons were conceived by Lot and his daughters. The first was named Moab, and the second was named Benami. These two men would build nations of their own, the Moabites and the Ammonites. From the debased and crooked nature from which they were conceived, the two men would build cultures that would wage war against the people of God for dozens of generations to come. Lot would be remembered as righteous, not because he exemplified any sort of faithfulness at all, but because God chose to save him. Lot and his daughters have escaped by the skin of their teeth, from the horrors that befell Sodom and Gomorrah, their home. For his daughters, this had been the only home they had known. Think for just a moment about the implications of that statement. They grew up in sin and debauchery and evil all around them. It had been the status quo of this culture in which these two young women had grown up. This is important context for what happens in today's passage. But before we get to that, 
Let's look at what Lot does to set the stage for things. If you recall from our previous passage, Lot had pleaded with the angels who told him to flee to the mountains, to spare the city of Zohar so he could settle there. The Lord granted his request and did not destroy that city. How odd then that this place Lot envisioned as a safe haven for him and his family so quickly became a source of fear and danger. Listen to what it says in Genesis 19.30. Lot went up from Zoar and stayed in the mountains and his two daughters with him, for he was afraid to stay in Zoar, and he stayed in a cave, he and his two daughters. At first, he told God he was afraid to go to the mountains, and now, just a few verses later, Lot is afraid to stay at Zoar, so he flees to the mountains. It's worth noting what is also absent from this story. Think back on the examples of Noah and Abraham. When God spared their family or gave them a victory, what was their response? Worship. They worshiped God. Remembrance. Noah built an altar to the Lord. Abraham built an altar to the Lord as well. What does Lot do? Does he fall on his face with thanksgiving? Does he build an altar of worship to remember how God had worshiped him? Sadly, no. He and his daughters take up residence in a cave, isolated from the world. Now, I do not believe this was God's intention when he instructed Lot to flee to the mountains. Isolation and fear are not a part of God's plan for us, and we immediately see the effect that it has on Lot's daughters. They begin to talk to each other about all they are missing out on, namely sexual pleasure and the opportunity to bear children. These desires are God-given and natural, but the influence of sin in their hearts twisted by the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah in which they grew up, these desires have taken over in a way that is ruining their lives. They would get their father drunk and have intimate relations with him. This is a perversion right from the culture from which they were spared. We know that they were virgins, never having been with a man, from the account of the angels in Sodom and how Lot offered his daughters to the wicked men. But just because they were physically pure, it did not mean their hearts were pure. And we see these wicked intentions now turn to full-blown, terrible sin. Lot is tricked into sleeping with his daughters and getting each of them pregnant. However, he is not innocent here. Once again, rather than being the watchful leader of his family, he allows himself to become drunk to the point of not knowing what he was doing. There's a lesson in here for all of us, a strident, stringent lesson. Earlier in Genesis, we heard as God warned Cain that sin was crouching at the door. And here we see what happens when we fail to remain vigilant. Sin, like a lion, Satan, like a lion, will pounce on us and overtake us if we do not guard ourselves. Lot failed to remain watchful, and rather than taking on the responsibility of fatherly leadership and helping his daughters find husbands who could fulfill their God-given desires for intimacy and motherhood, he became drunk and fathered a son with each of them. These two boys would grow up to be fathers of two nations that would be at war with God's chosen people, the Israelite, for years and years to come. What a story. What a terrible story. And it all started with fear and failure to keep an eye out for sin. 
Our Holy Father, we are appreciative of this story today and what it teaches us about our need to be vigilant for sin, sin of all kinds, crouches at the door and will try to enter by any means necessary. Lord, help us to trust you and to believe in you and not listen to our fears and to turn our fears to faith and thanksgiving and adoration to you for your mercies and your hand of protection in our lives is just what we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you know, someone you love, because by sharing this podcast, you can make a big difference in someone's life in Jesus' name. And if you want more resources, on how to tap into God's life, God's power, God's strength for successful Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.